brothers and sisters in the struggle for human dignity and freedom. I am here to represent the struggle that has gone on for 300 or more years, a struggle to be recognized as citizens in a country in which we were born. This is Ella's Voice, the official podcast of the Ella Baker Center for Human Rights. Named after the civil rights hero Ella Baker, we organize with Black, Brown, and low-income people to build power and prosperity in our communities. Cities across the country react to a recent spike in violent crime. One Bay Area group is hoping to redefine what safety means. The Ella Baker Center for Human Rights in Oakland hosted a night out for safety and liberation this week. The gathering brought together community groups offering health and wellness resources as well as food and music. Organizers say reducing crime is not about more police officers, but instead they say it's about meeting people's needs with restorative justice, mental health care, mutual aid, and housing. The annual event began in Oakland back in 2013 and since then has spread to dozens of cities across the country. Night Out for Safety and Liberation was created by the Ella Baker Center as an alternative to the police-centric National Night Out. You may have seen National Night Out events in your neighborhood or on the news. On the first Tuesday in August, police come out to picnics and do the electric slide and throw footballs with kids as a way to bridge the divide between them and community members. Night Out for Safety and Liberation was created for the folks who don't feel safe when uniformed police officers are present. It's for folks who don't believe that calling the cops is the solution for every conflict. Night Out for Safety and Liberation is for the people that question why money keeps pouring into police departments instead of resources that actually keep us safe, like housing, education, mental health services, and health care. It's for the folks looking for a definition of safety beyond police, prisons, and punishment. This episode of Ella's Voice features a roundtable discussion with some of the organizations across the country who hosted Night Out for Safety and Liberation events this year. And then we'll hear from people about what safety means to them and how we keep us safe. My name is Marlene Sanchez. I'm the deputy director here at the Ella Baker Center for Human Rights here in Oakland, California. I'm Melanie Griffiths. I'm one of the co-directors at Freedom to Thrive. We're based in Portland, Oregon, New York, and Boston. And I hail to you from Mashpee Wampanoag land in Massachusetts. Let's introduce our guest, Denise Rubin, lead organizer at Women on the Rise in Atlanta. Diana Williams. Houston Organizing Manager, uh, Grassroots Leadership in Texas. Nicole Laporte, Equity and Transformation in Chicago. And Yvonne Yin Lu, Research Director at Solidarity Research in Los Angeles. A amazing lineup of amazing folks and very powerful groups. So welcome everyone. My first question is for Nicole and Diana. 
Nicole is from Equity and Transformation, and Diana is from Grassroots Leadership. They both have hosted Night Out for Safety and Liberation events for many years. Can you both tell us how you first got involved with Night Out for Safety and Liberation? Sure, I, I could start. Um, this is actually going to be our third event. Um, we started our first year, our, we became an organization in 2019. And we started, we did the first year was the Night Out for Safety and Liberation was actually one of our first big events during the day. It was before we even had a physical office. Um, we were working out on Madison and Pulaski, which is the West Side neighborhood of, um, of Chicago. And we we're working with the informal workers out there. And we just decided that, you know what, we're going to have an event, we're going to start base building. And that was one of our first major base building events, mutual aid that we did do out there with the informal workers. And we wanted to know what their idea of safety was and what they needed, what they needed to be safe. Yeah, thank you all for having uh, me on the panel today. But our organization, um, Grassroots Leadership, like Nicole, our organization here in Houston began in 2016, which is the year that we um, began our um, participation with Night Out for Safety and Liberation. Um, we started our um, participation with um, the a community event. It's always been community driven. Um, last year we did it virtually because of, you know, the pandemic, but we've always hosted it in the, rooted in the communities, uh, the impacted communities where we could have the, um, community members come, you know, block party style, uh, and just kind of have the dialogue with us about what they feel outside of policing is making their communities safe. In 2019, we kind of centered it around um, youth justice. And we, at that time, we had a panel discussion with the uh, youth as to uh, what they felt like made them safe in their community, in their schools, um, which was really impactful to hear what the youth uh, had to say. So we're really excited every year that we host it. Um, we try to make it bigger and better and you know more engaged and involved with the communities. Thank you all for all the amazing work that you've been doing, hosting events from the beginning. It's so excited to hear from people that have been doing this for many years. Do y'all have plans for this year that you want to just quickly share? Yeah, quickly. Uh, we're actually in the final stages of our planning. We're doing a um, community block party again here at our office. We just got a new office space location here and um, the fifth ward um, area of Houston. And so we're gonna, it's gonna be an outdoor event, uh, you know, due to COVID and then due to the space of the um, office uh, as well. And we're kind of, you know, calling it NOSL on the go. Uh, we're gonna have like stations, different stations around the parking lot where, you know, people can come find out about NOSL, find out about our org. Uh, we're also going to have um, a doctor here to do vaccines, so we'll have that voter registration. So yeah, so we're planning to have it social distance, masked up, but still have fun. I'll look forward to seeing that later today. How about you, Nicole? Yeah, we will be. We'll be. Ugh, I'm sorry. We'll be doing another event um, 
on the third as well. We are we are doing it inside at Sankofa Cultural Center, which is on the west side of Chicago. Last year, we did have an in-person event as well, and that was outside due to COVID. It was um, a peace march where we had former gang leaders um, leading the march that were a part of the GDs and the Vice Lords coming together and speaking to the youth. This year, because of the violence that's going on in Chicago, we're not having it outside. Um, so we'll be having it inside with elected officials um, and with community activists and community residents sharing what they what what they need to be safe, how they need to feel safe, what is their what is their idea of safety. And we also will be, will be discussing mental health because there's a lot of really interesting things going on in Chicago where a lot of activists and a lot of organizers are now becoming elected officials. So we have people here that are working with us and hearing us and wanting to change these systems. So we had some really exciting things going on and we wanna share that with the community so they understand that like, you know, we do have the power to change things and to make, and to have our vision be realized working together. So that's this year that our event will be based around that and have some, some youth doing some spoken word about safety and some refreshments and just a time for the community to come together. Thank you. I'm gonna hand it over to Marlene now. Yes, beautiful. Well, we're so inspired by all the work that um, you all are doing. And so thank you so much. My next question, I, I wanted to ask Yvonne. Uh, Yvonne, I know you're new to NOSL, so thank you uh, for joining. Wanted to know what, um, you know, if you could tell us a little bit about how you and your community got involved in NOSL and what your plans are this year um, in, in your community and where you are. Sure, happy to. Um, and thank you for having, you know, us sort of talk about our what, what, what work we're doing here in Los Angeles. Um, so I'm a member of, um, of a neighborhood council here in Los Angeles, um, representing El Sereno, which is a neighborhood in Northeast LA. So neighborhood councils are a neighborhood level of government in Los Angeles. And um, there was a motion to fund the national night out event, which is associated with the police department here. Um, we defeated that motion. Um, I mean, LAPD has a $3 million budget, which is 30% of the city budget. They don't need, you know, our, our sort of money, <laughs> which could be going to neighborhood services to, to you know, for, for their event. Um, and so at the time, we wanted to provide an alternative because I think people are really looking to come together and to spend time together since we've been isolated and separated for the past year and a half because of the pandemic. So we found um, an old news article online about the night out for safety and liberation. And it, it was just total, you know, wonderful happenstance. And um, I reached out to staff at the Ella Baker Center and then we learned about, you know, the sort of the, the ongoing event that happens every year and are really excited to participate and hope that it's going to be, we, we want it to be an annual thing that brings the community together here. Um, yeah, so um, I think what's happening here, so we're gonna have our event outdoors at a beautiful community space, the El Sereno Community Garden. Um, we are going to have speakers from Black Lives Matters, Los Angeles, um, folks that are um, relatives of a young person who was murdered by LA sheriff deputies um, who are part of a gang uh, that that's um, part of the sheriff deputies, the banditos gangs. 
Um, we're also going to have someone who was formerly incarcerated um, and someone who's from Stop LAPD Spying Coalition. Um, we're going to have a lot of community resources like free produce from a community pantry um, based out here, People's Pantry Los Angeles. We're going to have two legal clinics, one Know Your Rights training from the National Lawyers Guild, the other an expungement clinic so that you could have your criminal records um, cleansed by the LA Public Defenders. Um, we're going to have um, a health education by um, a brigade that works specifically on outreaching to the houseless community here in LA um, and uh, voter registration as well. So we're really, you know, it's just been a great opportunity to get the community together and we're so excited to be part of this. Thank you very much, um, Yvonne. That is huge um, and, and such great news to hear that LA um, has eliminated that. That is, that's huge and congratulations. Um, and you all are working with all of the right people. And so, um, Congratulations on that and good luck on your event. Sounds like it's going to be amazing. So Denise, welcome. It's so exciting to have women on the rise in the mix. And so can you talk to us about what y'all will be doing in Atlanta this year for Night Out and Safety and Liberation? Uh, great. Um, again, yes, my name is Denise. I'm with Women on the Rise. Um, uh, this year, we're going to have a, a, a block party outside at uh, John F. Kennedy Park. Um, it's, I've been still getting it together. It's, it's been very hectic. I've had a lot of things going on, but we plan on having um, a group of speakers. We have a, a youth speaker um, as well. Um, one of the uh, council members from uh, that district will be coming out to speak. Um, we're going to have some entertainment. We're going to have performing artists, uh, a dance uh, troupe. Um, we have a youth uh, uh, artist that's performing as well, some spoken word. Um, we're also going to have um, food and uh, a DJ, of course, a DJ. So yeah, we, it, it's going to be a great, a great evening. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we have a lot planned. We have some mental health uh, speakers that will be speaking. And we have a lot of oral, uh, different orals that's participating. We'll be getting people registered to vote and um, talking about, yeah, what safety looks like in the community. Thank you so much. It's so exciting to hear all the amazing things that'll be happening for Night Out and Safety and, for safety and Liberation this year. And to also see that, you know, we're embodying joy as we, as part of our safety, right? Um, just like wonderful joy, black joy as part of our safety and community. So thank y'all for everything that you're doing this year. Uh, thank you for having us participate. I, I'm looking forward to it. This will be my first uh, event um, that I am leading with uh, women. Yeah. Yes, congratulations for that. Super thank exciting. You. Yeah, just to add to that too, Melanie, just all the, the beautiful art that we've received uh, for this year. I always tell the team, like every year, the art just gets better and better and better. It's, it's so beautiful. I think, you know, art is very healing. Yeah. Um, art, is also, art also keeps us safe. Our culture keeps us safe. Um, and so, so, yeah, thank you to all the artists who did all those amazing pieces that we can take and, and share with other communities around the country. Um, and so speaking of um, 
things happening across the country last year we saw right with with some of the uprising a lot more people talking about what it really means to to defund the police or what does it mean to create alternatives to police and prisons um and so you know and and, and this event really um highlights uh what safety is beyond those things right that we know that our communities have been doing this for very for a very long time, this is not new. These conversations are not new to us. They just became more mainstream. Um, and so, and, and in Oakland, just to speak a little bit about um, some of the stuff that's happening in Oakland, and I'm sure around the country, there's, you know, I think that the media is really pumping a lot of fear um, around uh, rise in violence that is very strategic on their behalf. Um, and here in Oakland, um, the mayor and the sheriff is using some of the attacks that are happening with some of our like Asian community and elders um, to really pump fear um, into people and to, to talk about um, violence increasing when we know that, um, I mean, we've been dealing with violence a long time. This That's also not new, right? And so wanted to hear from folks, um, you know, what folks are doing. I think it's also important to inspire our community. Like we need to counter that narrative with things that are happening um, and examples of the way that folks are responding to violence. I think Nicole, you talked a little bit about too, just the violence in Chicago. And I, I have forever always been really inspired by the work happening in Chicago, especially around violence. Um, and so, yeah, I would love to hear like what are other things folks are doing to really um, reimagine safety beyond police and communities. Um, yeah, and, and anybody who wants to share, Diana, Nicole. Um, yeah, if you all want to share some of that. Yeah, um, thank you, Marlene. Here in Houston, uh, we've started having um, community dialogue. Um, we want the community to feel like, you know, if they tell us a problem that they're having, an issue that's going on in the community, that we'll listen. And then that we'll actively have them involved in, um, you know, finding a solution. I, I've had some um, neighbors here in the, uh, the communities where our office is housed in say that, you know, well, we, we reached out to city council and, you know, they didn't do anything or, you know, the police are here all the time and, you know, we don't want police in our neighborhoods all the time, you know. Um, so I think that having um, the community trust, you know, in, in, um, in the work that we do in trying to, um, you know, figure this out on our own instead of having the, you know, picking up the phone and dialing 911 for all of the issues, especially the mental health, um, you know, domestic violence issues. We shouldn't have to feel like, you have to change the narrative because people have for long always dialed 911 for everything. So we have to, you know, take time, talk to, you know, the community members and, you know, say, hey, you know, if, if there's a mental crisis, you know, going on, we will, we're working towards finding out, altern finding alternatives to, you know, how those are being handled. And then also the community act, 
activists or um, advocates working with public officials to get those type of calls, you know, redirected from having um, uh, police go out. So I think the most inspiring, inspiring thing for me right now here in the community is um, the community engagement, having, you know, having that comfort zone between the uh, community members themselves and the advocates who are willing um, to try to help them solve uh, the problems, to try to empower them to be able to, you know, figure things out for ourselves instead of, you know, having to call the police all the time. Thank you. Thank you. I saw, Nicole, I saw you unmute. Yeah, and actually, um, just to add what Diana is saying, one of the things that I that we've really been working on here in um, Chicago is uh, equity and transformation is part of treatment, not trauma. And our mayor just announced like a co-responder model for mental health illness. And we're talking about a non-law enforcement model for mental health um, calls where there is a social worker that comes out because we see so many times people that have mental health issues, they're criminalized. They're uh, for the, the police have escalated these situations as opposed to knowing how to be trained to deal with them properly. 48 hours of mental health training does not make you an expert. And it cannot, and, and to that, so that to me is one of a huge important thing because we're a uh, poor um, program that's going on right now. And the group, groups we're working with, I have to say, I have to shout out to them because they are not accepting a compromise because this is something that's necessary. So to me, that that's one of the major things because it's about decriminalizing our communities and these mental health issues that happen within black and brown communities almost, I, and I'm sorry, I don't have the statistics on me, but they, there's arrests made in these communities at much higher levels than other communities when they need help, as they need treatment as opposed to being arrested. And now they're, now they're in a system and a lot of these are juveniles. Um, I, was, I was also thinking about like when I had mentioned before that there's a lot of activists and organizers in Chicago now that are running for office. We have um, organizers and activists that are aldermen there's even some running for um, Congress. Um, and that's exciting because we just actually passed the first um, community oversight commission for um, the police department, where now our communities are gonna be able to have a say-so and people that are victims of police misconduct have a say-so on certain um, on situations where the, that involve police. And then, so that's really exciting. And I think that's really a huge step in keeping our community safe when we have a say-so. And it's not the police coming in and saying, this is how things are. It's like us saying, no, this is how things are and this is how they're gonna be. So that's pretty exciting to me that little things are happening I see and I see a change and hopefully that'll be an answer to the violence. Beautiful. Thank you. Powerful. Very powerful. Thank you, Nicole. Denise. What we plan to do is have just an open conversation with um, with everyone that comes out. Um, I think before we can address the harm that uh, the police give, we have to address the harm that we we give to ourselves. So we're going to focus focus on um, yeah the harm that we give ourselves and how how we can go about uh, changing that and addressing that. And like um, Diana said, not, um, not calling um, 911 and um, having the appropriate uh, steps to take 
when dealing with um, mental health and you know domestic um, violence. So yeah, we, we, we're gonna talk about what it looks like and keeping ourselves safe or, or the steps that we can take to uh, make sure that happens and so we don't have to call the police. It's gonna be like, we're gonna have a panel. We're gonna, we, we just wanna open it up and, and, and let everybody have a say so in the conversation. That's right, and it starts with us. Yeah. It does. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Very important work. Um, Yvonne, I want to give you a, a so an opportunity to talk a little bit about all the um, inspiring stuff happening in LA. Sure. Um, so it's it's hard to speak about everything that's happening in LA because it's so vast. Um, I I think that there's, but I can certainly speak about what's happening. Um, in my community in, um, so just overall in the city, um, there, were, there were cuts made to the police budget last year and about um, less than 100 million were redirected towards community services. But unfortunately the city gave L the LAPD a 3% raise this year. Um, so that's something that we're still working on to make sure that more resources get redirected towards community care as opposed to policing. Um, here in um, El Sereno, we think that safety means having your basic needs met. So making sure that, um, you know, you have, everyone has food, shelter, healthcare. Um, th that's at the very fundamental level of what safety means. Um, and we're taking care of that for our community through mutual aid and cooperation. So for me, I think the best example of that is embodied by a new collective called the Other Health Brigade, which um, is made up of a lot of folks who have reclaimed vacant houses. Um, we, have a, we have a housing crisis um, here in Los Angeles, like I think in, in many places around the country. Um, and folks have um, you know, occupied vacant homes that are owned by a state agency. Um, and we're, they're attempting to put it under the ownership of a community land trust so that it'll be permanently affordable housing um, for the community. And so there was a survey done among the houseless community in the, um, the houseless community and found that there was a real disparity in terms of mental health care access. And so the other health brigade collective was started in order to create, you know, to provide health education um, alternative healing practices for the houseless community. And they're going to be at the night out for safety and liberation event that we're having here. Um, and I just feel like they embody, you know, how we are creating the conditions for safe communities through uh, mutual aid and cooperation. Thank you. I just wanna thank everybody so much for making the time to, to do this panel um, and come out and, and then do your events. And so just wanted to really thank you uh, for inspiring communities um, and inspiring your communities. Um, I also wanna thank y'all for joining us today. It's been really nice and inspiring connecting with you all and hearing about the powerful stories of Night Out for Safety and Liberations of the past and to hear about some of the amazing plans for this year. At the end of the day, we know that it doesn't take police forces to keep us safe. We keep us safe. 
Um, and so I'm looking forward to connecting and seeing all the wonderful things that pan out for this year. Night Out for Safety and Liberation is growing, y'all. Um, and this is a testament to it. We started, you know, with a few events and each year we've grown and grown. We have more than 30 organizations that are looking to throw down with us this year. And we're moving Night Out for Safety and Liberation across the country. And so this is becoming a people's movement of safety and ways that we affirm we don't need police in our communities. So thank y'all um, for joining us. And we hope that all of your gatherings are safe and that you can reimagine safety for yourselves. Safety is all of those things that you all have outlined. Um, that is how we are going to get to our liberation together. So thank you very much. Thank you guys for having this event as well. I think it's a really inspiring event for people in the community to, to get together and talk about our safety. It's not something we always talk about. That's right. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Ashe. Thank you. Ashe. Yes, we keep us safe. That's right. My name is Angela Jenkins, and I think I attended one of the first night out for safety and liberations in Oakland. I think it was at the amphitheater. Here in San Francisco, this will be our fourth year. We did a Zoom virtual in 2020. And for us, it's the same recurring theme. It's keeping our space in place and shifting neighborhoods. We can use the word colonization. We can use gentrification. But safety has always meant claiming our space and place in the demographics that shift in so many of the large cities. That safety means giving reparations to African Americans so they can sustain themselves in their places of origins. For us here, and I say for me personally, I've been happy to have the Night Out for Safety and Liberation in the same space and place at Mission Creek Park. I've lived in the area for about 30 years. So I insist on going back to a place that I claim is my playground. And we get together, maybe 20 of us, and we say we're going to stay here. We've been here and we're not leaving. Aisha, my pronouns are she, her, and they, them. And um, safety to me is the decriminalization of poverty, of substance dependency, um, and of literally being black, being young, um, and um, being Muslim. Um, I mean, that comes to mind for me personally um, and how I navigate the world. Yeah, safety looks like access um, to spaces that are by, are by and for community, um, that are built um, with uh, structures in mind that work and are sustained um, by trust. Safety looks like not needing to interact with the police um, and being able to um, build systems that really repair harm um, through a lot of effort on the parts of our communities um, and ourselves, hard work. And I think we're doing that work here. We're building safety. 
My name is Stephen Wachter, uh, uh, national co-founder of the FICPFM and uh, All of Us Unite, and I'm also the state executive director of All of Us Unite, Texas. In San Antonio, we try to get people to uh, better understand that safety is, is not relying on the police department and really uh, redefining their role uh, as, a, as a reactionary force as more than a preventive. And the preventive force for public safety is investing in the areas that we're talking about in our communities, like housing and uh, education and, and other different areas, mental health and substance abuse. My name is Emily Harris, and I am in Oakland, California, also Ohlone land, and safety is ending white supremacy. This is Catherine from Freedom to Thrive. My pronouns are she and her. And I am, for me, uh, the Night Out for Safety and Liberation is always about creating spaces of joy. And we need to have more time to reflect on safety as a place where we can be joyful and celebrate our community, celebrate each other in all of our wonderfulness and despite all of the challenges um, you know and all the work that we have done and the work that needs to continue um, it's a time for us to also remember to have our joy my name is norma rosco and i'm from manchester california homo land to me safety is the freedom to travel to drive without fear of deportation, shootings, or police brutality. Safety is freedom. Hi, my name is Arnie and I'm in Oakland, California, occupied lonely land. I was released from incarceration due to COVID, leaving behind many dear and deserving friends. Safety for me is dedicating my life to liberating everyone who remains behind walls. If you're interested in holding a Night Out for Safety and Liberation event in your neighborhood next August, and for more information, go to www.nosl.us. Ella's Voice is a production of the Ella Baker Center in Oakland, California. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a review. To become a member of the Ella Baker Center and organize with us to win jobs, not jails, books, not bars, and healthcare, not handcuffs, go to ellabakercenter.org.